Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity, help for handling hijackles, those difficult, toxic, and often disturbing people in your life. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor, and I'm here for you. You'll get the insight, skills, strategies, and support to stop tolerating verbal and emotional abuse, whether it's happening now or it happened to you in the past, maybe by a parent, partner, ex, relative, or even a co-worker. Time to take life back, to recover and to rediscover you, your values, dreams, desires, and realize them in healthy ways in healthy relationships. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, I'm so glad you're here as usual. Today I'm going to talk about something that is different. I'm going to tell you why I call the relentlessly difficult people in the world hijackals and what makes them different, what makes them difficult, what is this all about. And you know that I help people around the world deal with the fallout, the impact, the imprint of having had difficult parents or partners or exes or co-workers or friends. And there are ways that we have to learn to perceive that difficulty, to recognize those difficulties as the patterns and traits and cycles that they are. Then we have to look within ourselves to find out, okay, at what level was this something I participated in and what do I need to do next and then we have to learn how to reclaim our life. So I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor and people work with me when they're tired of being angry. It's too much work to be angry all the time. It's too much work to be concerned that someone else is going to be angry all the time and when you come to that moment in life when you are tired of being angry that is the moment we need to work together. But in the meantime, there are lots of podcasts and YouTube videos for you to help you get to that moment. And I'm here for you when you get tired of being angry and you want your life to be reclaimed, to be positive, to be moving in a direction that matches your values and your vision for your life and your beliefs and your purposes and next best steps. So I wanted to clarify today. Oh yes, and of course you can find me at forrelationshiphelp.com, F-O-R relationship, H-E-L-P.com. And if you're ready, you can join my membership program very inexpensive, good time to get in right now. We're revamping it. Everything is going to change. But if you get in now, you can keep your very low membership rate forever as long as you're a member. So go to fourrelationshiphelp.com slash circles and join a circle. Okay, so big day. I want to talk about hijackles, who they are, why I created that term, and what you need to know to recognize them clearly. So hijackals, yes, they exist. They're mostly not born. They emerge over time. They're covert and stealthy and territorial and angry. And they'll rise up and snatch your sense of well-being in a heartbeat. You know them, right? That's why you listen to this podcast. You know them. So I want to put some ways 
down for you to say, yes, 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 indeed, I am with a hijackal. So they will rise up and snatch your well-being in a heartbeat, and it brings them joy. They're always scavenging for their moment, that opportunity to grab what feeds them. And what feeds them? A sense of power and status and control. And they just love the gotcha moment. You know, they are the kings and queens of the gotcha moment. So you may have met a hijackal or been raised by one or are with one or run from one or been run over by one. (laughs) You may love one. You may still live with one. You may work with one. But the thing is that all hijackals are difficult to recognize until you understand these points. And in the meantime, they're often appealing and enticing and charming. And even when they behave badly, they come back and they show you that appealing side. We call that love bombing. And then then you take them back and you say, oh, I was right. That person I fell in love with is still in there somewhere. So I defined hijackals and I chose to make this term so you would have a non-clinical way of talking about the patterns, traits, cycles, behaviors of these people. It does no good for you to be able to label them in a psychological way. Yes, you can enjoy when you're angry reading all about it and it can be very enlightening to find out, oh my goodness, there are people with these patterns and the internet is good for that. But you don't need to really know if they're a narcissist or a psychopath or a sociopath or a histrionic or an antisocial of any kind or a borderline. You don't need to know that. And if you're not a psychological professional, you can't know that anyway. But what you can know and what I want to help you know is the patterns, traits, and cycles of these people how they are with you in relationship so that you can recognize them right away. And these people are hijackals. So my definition of a hijackal, people who shove you away yet demand that you stay so they can shove you away again. (laughs) It's a feeding cycle. And it's you who ends up in the feeding frenzy. So here's the definition. A hijackal is a person who hijacks your relationship for their own purposes. And then they proceed to relentlessly scavenge the relationship for power, status, and control most days. Got that? They are scavenging your relationship for their own purpose to get power, status, and control to feed them. So if you're loving, living with, or working with a hijackal, You'll identify with that, right? They do everything to push you away, and yet they're absolutely petrified that you'll leave. And why is that? It's because you represent both safety and destruction at the same time. You represent the hope for being loved, but you also represent the fear for being left, So it's crazy making all the way around. And, you know, I've got lots of episodes on different aspects of being with hijackals. 
And I hope that you will listen to this one so that you really identify and then go back and have a little listen to different things. And if you really want to study this, I recommend that you don't go on the internet any further, that you go and take my program called Seeing the Cycles, What You Need to Know About Manipulative Toxic People. And you'll find that on my website under Programs, just in the navigation bar on For Relationship Help. So unfortunately, hijackles are unaware. They're just not aware. They don't understand their negative effect on other people. I know that seems absolutely gobsmacking, but they don't. They are only doing what they know to do. So when you speak up and say, ouch, they can only tell you that they didn't do anything or that everything is your fault or everything lies in your faulty perception of things. And that really is the way they see you and life. Now, if that sounds like a relationship you have or had, you could be face-to-face with a hijackal. Hijackals know in their hearts that being close to someone who loves them and protects them and supports them and feeds them emotionally is a very good thing. The problem for them is that their heads have a deeper, stronger, more demanding voice. Their heads tell them that unless they're perfect, never at fault, exerting power, gaining status, and maintaining control, they can't survive. For them to be without those things to validate their existence, they feel and they fear would make them invisible. So they're fighting for their lives emotionally. Now, don't go running into compassion right now. Yes, we have compassion for these people. I highly recommend it. But compassion is a very different thing than condoning or enabling their behaviors. We're going to talk about that in another episode. But if you just heard me say compassion and your heart went out to, oh, he didn't have a happy childhood or, oh, she was neglected. And you start going down that compassion trail, you'll stop being discriminating about what's actually going on in the relationship. So strangely enough, hijackals are not intentionally out to get you or lying in wait for a weak moment to pounce. They're both hurt and hurting. And when they feel most threatened, and that often doesn't take very much, they emerge with a need to dominate and control and manipulate. And contrary to what you might believe, they're usually not doing what they're doing on purpose. Some of them are, a very small percentage of them. Some of them are, but the rest of them don't know that these behaviors are not necessary for survival. They've never learned a different way. They had to have these behaviors in order to survive when they were young, and they're still using them. And that might be hard to believe when you feel like you've just had your head ripped off and handed to you on a platter, I know. Or maybe you just shared your feelings and and the hijackles stomped all over them and said, well, what about me? And, you know, all the usual stuff. But honestly, they don't know how to do it differently. And all the teaching that you might try and do them only pokes the bear. It only makes things worse. But you don't have to take it. Now, I know that sounds very definitive, and it's not anything more than a statement, and I hope that you will entertain the notion you don't have to take it. But the trick is, 
rather than reacting to the fury and the frustration and the friction and the frenzy they unleash, you can choose much more effective ways to deal with and manage those behaviors. And that's what I do. I work with clients all over the world because I work through video conferencing and I help them to see these patterns in their own relationship. I can only paint the broad strokes here, but I can help you see exactly what's going, what it is, pinpoint it, help you recognize the patterns that are occurring there. And then we can recognize it for what it is, respond to it, come to respond to it in ways that are healthy for you, and then see what happens. And if there isn't any sexual or physical abuse, I really advise that you do this because you will strengthen yourself. You will empower yourself as you learn these things and as we work together. And that's because hijackles come in many disguises. So I kind of think of myself as a field guide <laughs> so that you can be aware of the varieties and shades and nuances and markings so you won't miss the hijackles in your world. You will see them clearly. So that's why I've written the Escaping the Hijackle book and, and the Hijackle Trap. And you need to know. That's why I did it. You need to know how to effectively manage different kinds of hijackal behavior because each one takes special insights and careful handling. And I know it's not fair. That's not what you signed on to do. But if you're in it now, either you were born to them or you chose them or you've left them and you still have to go parent with them, no matter what, that's the situation. So now you need some special insights and some good strategies so let me talk a little bit more now about recognizing these hijackles. Most hijackles are not born that way, as I said. Their traits emerge over time, and usually only in the depth and bandwidth required. So when they find themselves in a loving, supportive, caring, reciprocal relationship, those traits die down and can even seem to be extinguished from lack of use. And that's a huge gift to a hijackal. That's what happens at the beginning of the relationship. And that's why it's so wonderful. And that's why it's so attractive. And that's why you're so hopeful. But those traits can often stay hidden and buried, lurking for long periods of time, especially at the beginning of a relationship. Because you'll never likely see them in the courting phase of your relationship. You may see a little glimmer of them and you may get worried, but then you'll sink back and fall in love a little more. But those traits can be masked by the hijackal, and they can be masked from you because you don't want to see them. So nature has a hand in all that too. <laughs> Mother Nature wants you to mate. That's a biological imperative. So she does her very best to blind you to these questionable behaviors. So in those sort of hormone-fueled, exciting first weeks and months of the wonderful new relationship, what really ought to be a red flag may only seem endearing or quirky or adorable, and you just love the makeup part, right? So even if you say something, I don't like that very much, then the hijackal comes back and woos you again, and you love that part. So, you know, as I'm saying this, you may be remembering the uneasy feelings you had 
the little bits of uncertainty you felt when your partner did particular things or made certain remarks. And as you look back now, thinking about the fact that there are patterns, traits, and cycles, you might feel a little sucker punched. You might say to yourself, how could I have missed it? Well, nature had her hand in there. You were supposed to be moving to populate the planet according to nature, and you wanted to miss it because this looked like something so wonderful, and they're very good at looking wonderful. So I'm going to tell you a little story. I put it in my free book, How to Spot a Hijackal, if you want that one. Um, you just simply go to the website and click on um, you know, where it says get a free book. And you can get the ebook How to Spot a Hijackal. But you think, how could I have missed it? Well, sometimes we didn't miss it. So I remember this in my own life. And remember, the reason that I can be effective, even though I have a PhD in psychology, which really, really helps, really, really necessary, it's not enough to just have gone through the experience, which I did. I had hijackal parents, and then, of course, I married a hijackal. And then I had to co-parent and do all the things one has to do. And then, finally, I woke up and smelled the herbal teas. So here's an example from my life. It was somebody I dated afterwards when I was learning not to go down that trail and see things. But I remember sitting on a bench in Granville Mar Market, Granville Island Market, it was, in Vancouver, British Columbia, with my new love. And I was fully aware of the joy of the mating haze we were in. You know, you know that time. It's just lovely. Nobody can do anything wrong. Everybody's on their best behavior. People are spending too much money and too much time and not paying attention to any other things. Lovely, you know. So we were kind of in the no matter what, this is going to be perfect stage where you really don't see the red flags because they're hidden behind fireworks <laughs> and you're imagining your future together. And that's also the time where you ignore things that don't fit your pattern of the perfection of the moment, right? You might have a thought about one or two of those that you had. And so this fellow, he painted a word picture of something he just wanted to share with me. He felt that I had done something that was poor and unacceptable, and he knew I'd be sensitive to it from my past relationship, and he said all that, so he's appearing to be understanding but wanting to demonstrate communication. And then, just for good measure and dramatic effect, because hijackals can do this, never mind crocodile tears, there is such a thing as hijackal tears. A lot of people with these patterns, traits, and cycles can cry on demand. You'll notice there aren't any tears, actually, but they do cry. And he did this. Oh, and my red flag meter went way up. And in that moment, because it wasn't my first time at the rodeo, <laughs> I recognized the passive-aggressive nature of what he'd done and what he was doing and I was angry and torn at the same time. I really remember that internal struggle because it was a time in my life when I was making major changes. I was shifting from being a single mother responsible for the health and well-being of three kids to beginning to see an empty nest ahead of me. So I was beginning to be a full-time entrepreneur by being a full, an entrepreneur on the side and creating a job that 
I could move on to in my own entrepreneurial way and leave the one that I had had because I had needed that stable financial environment when my children were there. So I was just coming into my time, and this is my last hijackle ever I hope. I think I can say that with with great certainty because now my hijackal radar is on very high alert. But this was my time and there was lots of change happening, but I knew what he was up to. And I just didn't want the drama of confrontation in that moment. You know, beautiful day on a park bench in Vancouver. Oh, lovely. And I didn't have the energy for it at that moment. And I consciously made the choice to just make a light apology. I remember. Um, I, I remember apologizing for things that I, I didn't remember doing. And I knew what I was up to. And he kind of calmed down. And I knew that I had just, tr- just opened the door for him thinking that was all right. And it wasn't all right with me at all. But I played along for the moment. But then, believe me, it got worse. If I had acted on my knowing right then, rather than on my wanting everything to be great, I would have saved myself an enormous amount of future grief and extricating myself from that relationship a little later. He was, and likely still is, a passive-aggressive, self-centered, self-absorbed hijackal. But that was many, many years ago, and I learned a little something, and that's why I'm sharing all this with you and why it is my life's work. And um, know that there are lots of videos for you on my YouTube channel. If this is beginning to sound familiar, you want to learn more about it, you can go to youtube.com slash forrelationshiphelp. Lots of videos there for you. So just a few more things about hijackal so you can really understand what's going on a little better. Hijackals have often been so damaged by their life experiences, especially in their most formative years, that they have little idea of the swath they cut through our lives, just through our hearts and our minds and through the lives of others in general. And they're fighting for their life at every moment. So their needs for being right, for never being at fault, or for feeling that they have the power and control over other people, that seriously impedes their abilities and opportunities for developing empathy or learning to manage emotions or create any kind of reciprocity or mutuality in relationships. And most of them never develop those things. Now, there's a maxim in our culture that I think is damaging, and you've probably heard it. People say, give until it hurts. Well, when we're talking about emotional things, that's very dangerous. So on first hearing it, you might think it's a call to compassion and generosity. I actually think it's a way to damage your self-esteem and your relationships. If you're not always giving no matter what, you're not good enough then. That's damaging. So another sad aspect of it is that it can keep you enmeshed with a hijackal. After all, you can give all you have and more to one, and it won't even make a single improvement. They want more. They want more, and they expect more. 
So you will damage yourself and your spirit and your soul significantly. And you'll likely be used and manipulated, definitely worn down, torn down, and worn out. So for sure, it feels wonderful to give when giving makes a difference. So make that very clear. I'm not saying we shouldn't give. But give when making, giving makes a difference. So you're hopeful if I just give enough, then he or she will feel safe, loved, and accepted. You might think that, but that won't happen with a hijackle. Let me say that again. That won't happen with a hijackle. You can pour and pour and pour into a relationship with a hijackle, and there will be no difference except that you are exhausted and downtrodden and suffering all the while not feeling good enough and feeling less good about yourself every moment. So recognizing the hijackle, recognizing how you feel when you're with one, I hope so. Because far too many people have the notion that loving and hurting are natural, organic companions. I'm stuck on that compassion word. That loving and hurting are natural kind of organic companions. And they've experienced that horrible coupling in their lives by being abused. There is no love in abuse at all. Always believe people's behavior, not their words. When they are being abusive, they are not loving and they're often abusive. So it's simply not true that loving enough requires hurting more. That's my point. So those words, given till it hurts, have permeated our culture, I believe, and become some kind of misguided goal. It's really a thoughtlessly adopted maxim for too many people. Suggesting you should give until it hurts suggests you're only truly loving when you're in pain. And that's just not true. So if you might have accepted that concept, it would be a really good idea to start thinking about that a lot and change your mind. I hope that you will. And I'm here to help you. You can have an initial one hour consultation with me at forrelationshiphelp.com slash join. We can figure out some things that are going on and get a good start there. I'm always here for you. So today I just wanted to really explain why I created the term hijackles, what's really going on there, and to understand that men and women who have let the idea of giving until it hurts settle into their minds will be the very people who are willing, if unwitting, victims of hijackals. They honestly believe they're taught. You know, I certainly was taught that. I had to find my way out of that endless pit. They believe that they can give enough to fill the bottomless pit of a hijackal, and you can't. So I hope that today's episode will cause you to wake up and smell the herbal tea to say, oh, golly, now I see those are the patterns, traits, and cycles I've been living with, whether it was your mother or your father or some significant adult when you were growing up, and if so, you've likely attracted one into your love life at some point. Maybe it's your partner now. Maybe it's someone you have uh, left. But all these things are important to know. Because once you see it, you can't unsee it. You may want to unsee it, but you can't unsee it. So I hope that's helpful. 
Remember my definition of hijackals. They're people who hijack relationships for their own purposes and then relentlessly scavenge them almost daily for power, status, and control. I hope that helps. I hope that helps you clearly see and feel your way through something that's going on in your life and that you can say, no, I don't want this anymore. This is not acceptable to me. Now, don't go running off. Like I said, unless there's sexual or physical abuse, perfect time to do your own work. You don't want to end up running off in a flurry and end up without any money and not feeling empowered and not feeling strong and not having prepared to leave. I can help you with all those things, but you need to be prepared. Maybe you don't have to leave. Maybe you can try some of the strategies that I will suggest. I can't put them in the videos and all the articles that I write that are just for you. We have to work together for that. I can paint the broad strokes, but I can't say what is important to you and your relationship and for your children and your family. But I can certainly do that when we work together and I look forward to that. And so until we talk again, be really good to yourself, be honest with yourself and be honest about those other people in your life. Because you may have just found out you really do have a hijackle by the tail. Talk soon. Take good care. I'm so glad you spent this time with me today. I hope you heard something that touched your heart and empowered you to move forward. You can have the life and relationships that you most want. And that begins with you within you today. I'm always here for you. Life can get better, and you heard that from me, the Relationship Help Doctor. I'm Roberta Shaler, and I work with clients throughout the world through video conferencing. We can talk. So learn more at 4relationshiphelp.com, F-O-R, Relationship, H-E-L-P.com, or visit me on YouTube at 4 Relationship Help. Join me for next week's show.